This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Rays Radio. Swing and a high fly ball. Right field and deep. Geyer to the wall. Rays win. Rays win. Rays win. Welcome to Countdown to Opening Day. D-Man Toy with a two-run walk-off home run. The Rays winning ways here at Tropicana Field continue. Coming up, we sit down with Rays players, coaches, and front office executives to discuss the latest news in Rays baseball. On the lineup, he pitches. Adamas launches one way up into the air into left field. This one's got a chance. Turning Benintendi, Willie Adamas with his first big league hit. It's a home run against Chris Sale. Now to get you ready for opening day, here are the voices of the Rays. And hi, everybody. Welcome to Northport. We are counting down. We are now four days away from opening day. We're at the opening of brand-new Cool Today Park. That's home of the Atlanta Braves. They've moved down from Orlando. This will be their full-time spring training home after many years in Orlando starting next year, where the Rays will play the Atlanta Braves today. The Rays have just three exhibition games left today here, tomorrow in Clearwater, and Tuesday back at Tropicana Field, which right now is their home base as we get set for opening day. And as we move closer to opening day, we are starting to get more clarity on the Rays roster. Outfielder Guillermo Heredia was just told today he will make the opening day team, so the Rays are going to carry, it appears, 13 position players and 12 pitchers for the time being. And Jalen Beeks, a left-handed pitcher, has been told he'll make the club. So at least on paper, it appears the last decision will be between Emilio Pagan and Hunter Wood, two righties, and lefty Adam Kalerica, lefty. Since most of the teams that the Rays face early are very heavily right-handed, it would appear the Rays will be more likely to go with a righty than a lefty, but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, as far as Matt Duffy goes, we told you yesterday he'd be put on the injured list. Well, the Rays found out that it's not only his hamstring that's an issue, but his back, and he's going to be shut down from baseball activities for a couple of weeks. So... Obviously, that means he's going to be out for a good bit, but the Rays hope that by doing so, uh, it will cut down the chance of a longer period on the injured list, and then he'll be back sooner rather than later. But it doesn't look like he'll be available at least for the early part of the month of April. Now, as far as today's show goes, you're going to hear from Mike Zanino, who will be behind the plate catching Tyler Glass now, who will make his final tune-up before Game 3 of the schedule. And we'll hear from the guy who will help work with Tyler Glass now, that being Rays pitching coach, Kyle Snyder. All that and more as we continue from Northport, Florida today. Hey, the race last spring training game of 2019, of course, will be back at Tropicana Field this coming Tuesday at 1235 against the Tigers. All tickets are general admission on the lower level for just $15. Go to RaysBaseball.com for more info and raise up. Neil Solon's with you again in Northport for the Rays and the Braves. We'll continue with Kyle Snyder right after this. And Mike Sanino, you're listening to the Rays Baseball Network. Neil Solon's with you for what is countdown to opening day on the Rays Radio Network as we take a look at the lineups for the Rays today. Mike Sanino is back in there. He's wrapping up his first spring training in Florida, of course, coming over from Seattle in the offseason. And I asked Mike what his first March with the Rays has been like. 
Yeah, it's uh, refreshing. You know, it's one of those things. There's a lot of young talent here, um, but but it has a great flow to it. You know, obviously it's been a lot of learning guys' names, learning, uh, you mean, especially the pitchers, but I mean, from everybody from staff to media. So, I mean, it, it's been pretty crazy, but uh, very refreshing at the same time. How comfortable are you at this point with, you know, a few games left with the staff? Uh, I'm ready to roll. You know, it's one of those things where it's been it's been some bullpens, it's been some, you mean, live VPs, getting into games with these guys, but just constant communication. And, you know, it's one of those things, those are going to continue throughout the year because as the year goes on, we're going to need to make adjustments. So, uh, but I feel very confident with where we're at and uh, where the team's at. What's the hardest part? Is it learning relievers? Is it learning starters because they're getting stretched out and you're getting accustomed to how to adjust when they go two, three times through a lineup? Yeah, I would say it's probably a mix of the two. I mean, uh, luckily here, you mean obviously with the opener and, and us using some relievers early in the game. Uh, spring is a tough time to, for me to see relievers usually, but here having the opener and those relievers come in early in games is giving more experience seeing those guys. And I think that sort of put us, you know, a step ahead in, in that process. And in terms of games, what fans don't realize is the game plan is so much different in a regular season than a spring training. So really for you, is it more about just understanding personality and stuff at this point? Yeah, just seeing capabilities. You know, obviously it's one of those things where you, you want to see what secondary pitches you can go to. Um, you mean, obviously some teams that we're going to play throughout the year, you're not going to show the complete bag of, of tricks that we have. But, uh, you know, it's just, you mean, really getting those guys in the zone, seeing what their stuff does, and then being able to come back in here after their outings and discuss where we could make some tweaks and some adjustments. How helpful have Kyle and Stan been in getting you acclimated to all the different pitchers and what they want to accomplish? It, it's been awesome. I mean, just their knowledge. I mean, their knowledge of pitching, their knowledge of, you mean, just their own guys. It, it, it's truly uh, astonishing what these guys know. And, you mean, just the little cues that they tell me that I can tell these guys and uh, it clicks for those guys so being having uh, being able to have those two guys and being able to pick their brains really helps uh, speed up that process and Paul Hoover I know he's new to working with the major league level but he's been with he's, he's a former major league catcher he's worked with a lot of catchers in this system how's he been awesome uh it's one of those things I've been with, uh, you mean, in Seattle, but to have a guy that's solely, you mean, directed with, with catching and, uh, you mean, all aspects of that has been great. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, I take a lot of pride in my defense, a lot of pride in, in managing a pitching staff, and he's a great guy to bounce ideas off of how to, you mean, approach guys that he may have a background with, and it sort of give me a nice signing board to, you mean, communicate with those guys, but also fine-tune my game. You have worked, obviously, with a lot of talented pitchers, whether it's Felix or James Paxton. What have you thought of the overall stuff and the talent of this staff? Uh, it, it's some of the best arms I've ever caught, and uh, I've made that a point to some of these guys that I've caught, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's impressive. It's, it's, it's impressive to see the, the youth here, but how these guys are, aren't afraid to attack guys and how they trust their stuff and how they can pitch. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking forward to, you mean, working with these guys and, I mean, putting them in the best spots to, uh, you mean, have success and help this team win. Who's been and how helpful has Charlie been and how helpful do you think he'll be, too, to have a veteran like that on a, a group like this? Uh, he's been huge. Uh, you mean, for myself in general, I mean, I'm, I'm asking him a million questions, you know, not only about himself, but just... Uh, how to go about things, you know, and it's something that, you know, facing him for a few years now, I sort of know the pitching side of where he wants to get to. But, I mean, whether it's, you mean, how to relate to guys, how to pitch sequencing, just stuff that he may know from past teams or that he likes that I can, you mean, maybe 
I mean, use that for somebody else. So it, it, it's been a great experience being able to talk to him, and I'm continuing to uh, pick his brain every day. Does it help that the regular season begins against a West Coast team since you saw Houston so many times at least? Just when you thought you couldn't get away from him, you start with him. But, uh, no, it's it's exciting. You know, uh, I mean, obviously to uh, see where we match up right away is great. I mean, and it's going to be nice to go out there and play some competitive baseball and uh, give me some meaningful baseball. Obviously the, the defense of a catcher and what he brings to the table with his staff is critically important but you obviously have uh, a pretty good offensive game too. How's it been working with Chad Matola and how have you felt about your swing this spring? Awesome. Uh, you know, a hitting coach that, you mean, lets you actually work on stuff. And, you know, it, it's he's, he's not as result-oriented, so it frees you up a lot. And uh, you know, he brings some great stuff to the table and uh, really uh, – we can do some some out there things, but it really puts you in some good positions. And uh, I felt very balanced, and I felt very good at the plate. And I'm looking forward to carry that on and trying to be as consistent as I can this year. Two seasons ago, before the oblique last year, you had your best offensive season. How close do you feel to where you were uh, two years ago? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm getting there. You mean, obviously, I... I've done some stuff to simplify that even more. So hopefully you mean there's some more consistency there. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to have good at-bats every every plate appearance. And, you know, sometimes you can't dictate what happens after you hit the ball. But uh, just want to put myself in a good position and uh, hopefully uh, you mean be able to help this team on the offensive side as well. This group won 90 games last year. So for them to take another step, do you have a real good feel as to what this team needs to do well to be able to take that step? Yeah, I think you mean as an outsider last year, just seeing the talent and 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 how they're winning ball games. Uh, you, you can see why they did. The talent's through the roof, and I mean, seeing the the determination and, and the time everyone's putting in now, you mean it, it's scary to think that all these guys can become is just more polished. And uh, it's something that I'm trying to uh, you mean help these guys with. I'm trying to help my own self with. And you know, it, it's been a fun experience to see how everything's ran here, how loose everyone is, but how determined. Personally, what's it been like being back in the state of Florida? You played here, you played college ball here, and your wife's due with your first child very soon. It's been surreal, Uh, almost uh, not like a spring, but, uh, you know, it's very exciting. Uh, You know, I have been able to pop home a couple times on off days, Um, you know, but it it brings a nice... uh, uh, sense of calm here, knowing that you know you can see some family, you can see some some friends. You know, it, it's something. You know, when you're on the West Coast and it's a long year, sometimes you feel very distant. So it's nice to be able to have that balance, and uh, definitely recharges you to go to the field every day. I would guess a comfort level too. Yeah, yeah, I think that comes. You know, being able to know the state of Florida, know the areas a little bit. Um, you know, like I said, being able to have friends and family around. Um, but but it, it's been a lot of fun. I think the team atmosphere has a lot to do with that as well. How much? Uh, how many? T- Ticket, more ticket requests have you gotten this spring? <laughs> I'm just fortunate I don't have social media or anything. Uh, those have been shut down a long time ago, but I'm assuming it may be uh, a lot more than usual. For you personally, what would make this, obviously, from a from a family standpoint, this is going to be a big year for you, but overall, what would make a really good year on the field? Um, I mean, just to win ball games. You know, uh, you've, you spend those up and downs in your careers trying to establish yourself, but you get to a point in your career where you come to a young team like this is, is to help these guys and win ball games. And uh, you know, I've missed the playoffs by by as little as half a game before a game. You know, it's one of those things where I, I want to get out there and, you mean, win, get to the playoffs, and, you know, that's that's a big thing on the bucket list. So I want to do whatever I can to help this team win and, and hopefully make a stride and, and make it the playoffs.
And hopefully Mike Zunino will be a big part of accomplishing that. Neil Solon's with you again on Countdown to Opening Day, getting you set for the Rays and the Braves in Northport in the opener of Cool Today Park. Hey, visit a local participating 7-Eleven store and pick up a Rays discount coupon for the game Friday, March 29th against the Astros. Keep saving with $5 Budweiser's exclusively in the Budweiser porch. Ages 21 and over, please drink responsibly. Well, we're getting set for the Rays and Braves, but coming up, we've heard from Mike Zunino, the Rays catcher. We'll hear from the guy who will manage the staff for his second year. He did so well last season. He's back for more. That's Kyle Snyder, the Rays pitching coach. And we'll hear from Kyle as we continue. This is Countdown to Opening Day, and you're listening to the Rays Baseball Network. And welcome back to Countdown to Opening Day. Neil Solon's with you again from Northport, getting set for the Rays and the Braves. And a reminder that Blake Snell and the Rays start the push for the postseason on opening day with a matchup against Justin Verlander and the Astros. That is Thursday, March 28th at 4. There are still some tickets available, so be there from the beginning and get your opening day tickets at RaysBaseball.com before they sell out. Getting set for the Rays and Braves today, getting set for the Rays and Astros again on Thursday. And of course, Kyle Snyder, a big part of the Rays' success last year, winning 90 games, now a year under his belt as the Rays pitching coach. Yes, he did a terrific job last season. I asked him how much that year of experience has helped this year with his comfort level. Maybe a little bit more comfortable, but you know, obviously we learned quite a bit last year with you know some of the new things that um, we brought to the approach and uh, but you know just you know getting to know you know some of the new faces and you know and, and Charlie and, and, and Emilio um, you know kind of picking up where we left off a little bit with Jalen and, and and Tyler Glass now after the you know the trade acquisitions at the deadline last year and you know just feeling pretty good overall about where we all are and um, and, and pretty comfortable you know just you know, setting you know tone for the environment. How do you use spring training, and and how do you use it to get you the group ready for the regular season? Uh, spring training for me is a, is uh, is is a pretty critical time. I think you can. You, there's a lot that you can accomplish in spring training, um, even prior to spring training, which is somewhat of the purpose of the trips that I take in January. But the um, as guys build up, as guys prepare for the season, you know, there's there's more that you can get done in on their work days, you know, um, listen, I, be it pitch shaping or, or some of the things that we're able to do now, just given all that we can measure uh, with the technology that we use, it does give us a chance to get, you know, a head start on, on certain things after taking stock in some of the stuff that they were able to accomplish last year. But, um, you know, and then spring training is an opportunity for me to, to start, you know, establishing, you know, a relationship with some of the new guys and, just doing what I got to do to to prepare each one of them and 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 get as close as we can to, to opening day and being ready to go. You touched on the meetings in January. I, I don't know how many pitching coaches pick up the frequent flyer mileage you do during the course of the winter months. How valuable is it? How helpful has it been for you to get guys on the right track going into the season? It's helpful to get guys on the right track, but I think it's. It, really centers around trying to get the environment right you know to begin the season to build the relationships to 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 know how much i i I care beyond you know what they do between the white lines i I, it typically happens in the in the tail end of january where these guys are getting off the mound so there are some things that you know we can do um you know with those trips from a baseball related standpoint but it's it's far more important to me just in terms of just getting a chance to to sit in front of them and you know you know grab a bite to eat and you know, let them ask, you know, some questions and, and, you know, that maybe they wouldn't otherwise be willing to ask, you know, if they were to first have met me when, you know, when spring training begins. And 
Um, but it's all about the relationship building. There's no question. So that said, since you're getting to know Charlie, and he does live uh, probably closer than many, uh, being in the Bradenton area, how is that relationship? And then how helpful can he be for this staff? Uh, you know, Charlie's been fantastic. I got an opportunity to spend a little bit of time with him early in December. Um, and then uh, beyond that, he, he works out at a, a facility in Lakewood Ranch, um, a friend of mine's facility named Mike Goff. It's a Athletic Edge. Um, and, you know, so fortunately, being in the, the same hometown, Charlie and I got a chance to spend, you know, five or six days together, you know, in between December and January um, and before the start of spring training. I, he's He's a tremendous guy, obviously tremendous life experience, baseball experience. He's going to bring a lot to the staff as far as just what he's overcome, what he's accomplished, um, recognizing that, you know, nothing really comes that easy in this game. And uh, given all that he has overcome uh, and, and to be on the, you know, on, on the mound, you know, recording the last out for Game 7 of the World Series, uh, I think just you know some of what he'll bring beyond the leadership, you know, just in terms of what he's accomplished is just you know just being in the clubhouse. I think a lot of this stuff is going to resonate that you know he's just a he's a, he's a confident guy, you know he, he certainly leads by example, super intelligent, and you know he's already you know made a big impact on guys already this spring and knows how to pitch inside. I mean, four times he's led his league and hit by pitches. I know that's not his intent, but how much can guys learn? young guys about how to pitch inside and how that can help benefit them. Certainly. Yeah. We talked a little bit about this last year too, Neil. I, I think just seeing the, you know, the, you know, the benefit of, of, of speeding guys up, you know, being able not just to the, the effect of pitching in, but, you know, being able to get guys out inside, uh, I, I think is, is certainly going to be something certain guys on our team that maybe haven't done it as much or had the confidence to do it as much. will have a little bit more confidence being able to watch Charlie go out there every five days and, and, and see that that's just, that's part of his approach. It's part of his craft. And, um, you know, I, I do feel like that's going to benefit our entire staff over over the long haul. As you look at the staff, uh, three starters, likely two openers, at least to begin the year, we know it can morph as the season goes on. What is the greatest strength of the group to you? Um, I, I think probably the greatest strength is um, just their their ability to, to not just – you know, to pick one another up, but just the, the flexibility that just about everybody provides, maybe minus the, you know, the three traditional starters. You know, we're going to have multiple inning options beyond, you know, uh, the, kind of the bulk headliner guys that, that'll pitch behind, you know, openers. But um, I think all of this kind of is geared towards just certainly put these, putting these guys in positions to be successful, um, but also keeping us as unpredictable as possible. Uh, and I, I think that there's these guys embrace that. I think that's one of the things that, you know, Kevin, um, and to a lesser degree myself, probably got right last year, just in terms of making that environment so much so that, you know, the buy-in was there and, and, and these guys embraced, you know, pitching in roles that had never existed before. Um, but these guys are extremely talented. Um, they want to win and, and they want to win as a group. And, and I would say that's probably the biggest strength. You set a high bar, though, last year with the performance. Can this group be better? And if so, where can it be better than a year ago? Uh, you know, I think it's just a matter of continuing to take, you know, another step forward with each of their, you know, development. Listen, development doesn't stop. I think we might have touched on this last year as well at the big league level. You know, th these guys can all get better. They all recognize that. This is what we've spent a lot of time on in spring training. Um, regarding each one of their, you know, uh, approaches, you know, where they are with their pitch types, where they are with their pitch distribution, 
um, maybe some subtle changes here and there, you know, could, could, you know, continue to allow them to grow at this level. But, you know, a lot of these guys had their first taste last year, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's a matter of, you know, adjusting to the league to some degree and then, uh, you know, getting a chance to go out there and recognize, you know what, there's, there's a lot more still to accomplish, you know, with each one of them individually. And I think that's going to ultimately help us down the road as well. It is a young team. What is your biggest concern um, as you get ready for the 2019 season? You know, Neil, I don't, I don't have any, you know, legitimate concerns other than the fact that, you know, we just, as, as a group, um, philosophically, we're, you know, we, we, we gotta, we gotta attack the strike zone early on. You know, I mean, it, it's, it, it's just, we recognize the importance of controlling the count. Um, you know, a lot of times not being too fine. Uh, I think we've done a pretty good job of that over the last ten days, uh, and just carrying that into the season. But as far as concerns. Um, I have the ultimate trust in these guys and their ability and what they have accomplished last year, and I, I fully expect them to build off of that. And that is pitching coach Kyle Snyder, and obviously a lot anticipated of uh, the race pitching staff this year, and Kyle did such a masterful job leading them a season ago. Neil Solon's with you at Cool Today Park in Northport, getting set for the Rays and Braves as Andy Freed now joins me in the booth. And, Andy, what a wonderful job Kyle did last year. What an adjustment he made to a new level, and – he gives you kind of a calming feeling about the pitching staff going into this year. You know, and it's not just on the year, just to be around him. I can understand why the pitchers feel very comfortable going to him, talking with him, confiding in him. I think even things off the field, not necessarily even everything on the field. I think that there's a really good connection that Kyle has, and I'm not so sure that's something that can be taught. There's a manner that he brings to him that I think lends itself very well to young pitchers. Well, chatting with Kevin Cash before the game, and we'll hear him in-game today. The Rays are closing in on their final roster. Guillermo Heredia making the call today or making the club today, and it appears that they're down to one bullpen decision, too, for Kyle Snyder staff right now between Emilio Pagan along with uh, fellow righty Hunter Wood and lefty Adam Kalarik. If I would have guessed, I would have thought that they would have gone one less position player and one more pitcher. It seems <laughs> like when Kevin Cash is asked, he just wants – more pitchers, more pitchers, more pitchers, which makes sense for a manager that's in charge of working the opener. And that's what it's going to be come game four and game five. Uh, not, you know, also the fact that we don't know what's going to happen in games one, two, and three. You may need extra pitchers anyway. But that's the way it is, and, uh, and I'm glad for Heredia. I think one thing that surprised me, I think he had a little more pop in the bat than mm -hmm. I expected in spring training. He's got a little power. I do feel for Matt Duffy now. We found out he's going to be shut down for two weeks hamstring and now a back issue on top of it very disappointing and for a guy that missed the entire season two years ago to all the work he did this past offseason to get himself physically prepared and better than what he was even last year it's got to be a somber moment for him and you know like Kevin Cash said you hope that they get it all figured out and he's back but until he is let's face it he really hasn't even had spring training especially with the team having its first road trip in San Francisco which would have been his return back to his original organization certainly difficult there but we've counted down to opening day this is our final countdown to opening day show of course if you missed it it will be on archive on podcast, racebaseball.com slash podcast, or on iTunes. Thanks to Andy Freed for being with us for this final segment. Thanks to Mark Hayes, our on-site engineer. And also thanks to our engineers back in network control, those being Tom Ponzo and also Derek DuBose. Our next show related to Countdown Opening Day is This Week in Race Baseball, which airs Sunday, 90 minutes 
before first pitch. We're getting set for the Rays and the Braves. The teams have taken the field. They have lined the field as they get set for a ceremonial first pitch. And we'll come back with all the action between the Rays and Braves. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for listening. Neil Solon's with you on Countdown to Opening Day. This is the Rays Baseball Network.